What's up, Jimbo? Hey, Josh. How are things you... in your world? Uh, um, eh, things, things are okay. Um, I'm, I'm with you today. I'm, I'm feeling a little under the weather. Um, oh, really? you know, yeah, um, um, my son was sick over the weekend and I ostensibly caught something from other, some other kid at daycare, which means some other family has not been very careful and distancing of course. like they should. Um, and so, Generally speaking, uh, I come to you standing in my garage, uh, but today I'm sitting in my garage recording. Ooh. Oh, you're, yeah. you're painting a picture in my mind right now. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and, and generally, yeah, generally speaking, I, I come with a bit more, um, verve and pep, but today I'm just, and, and maybe it'll still come through. Maybe, maybe. None of our many, many uh, gazers will even notice or hear uh, well, it in well, my voice. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. Um, well, I'm I'm feeling a bit of burb and pep in my step. I'd have to say we're get, coming down to the to the wire as far as um, school goes, and it's it, you know for a year that has been so massively tumultuous and transformative. Um, it's interesting that this feels like the end of a school year we're doing graduate we're doing in-person graduation i get to read names at graduation as i've done for the last like 15 years in a row we um i'm going to do summer school again as i've done for you know like 12 of the last 14 years in a row uh fish tour got announced i'm gonna go see go see fish a couple times this year so, so you I already have the tick, you already you already have tickets for fish. Yeah, there's 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 some math that still needs to be done on that. Um, we uh, so there. So that would be that would be a, that would be a no. No, no. Um, actually, just a moment before um, we started this, I got cu- okay. So there are two separate legs, and so they'll be here on the west coast um, in August and October. Right now, I have a hotel for August in Tahoe, but no tickets. But it, it, it is a, um, a hotel that can be uh, canceled at this time uh, or at some time. And, um, but I also, in October, they're going to do a three-night run in Sacramento, of all places, which they haven't been in 25 years, and then um, two nights in San Francisco. And right now, I, I just got confirmation through the fish ticket lottery that I got my Sacramento tickets, and I got my so, first so- so you have tickets. So it's a done deal. So let me ask you, is, there, is it going to be, do, do you know, is it going to be a reduced capacity for the venue? Uh, no, it's full, it's full capacity. Yeah, as of October. Wow. Yeah, wow. yeah, yeah. Yeah, and so that's in, um, so that's in Golden One. And then they'll do two nights at the Chase Center the following two nights. And that's the 16th and 17th. And I already have tickets for that. So that the October run sets. We cool. And August, not so much in the August, it's going to be a much more challenging ticket to get because it's a smaller venue. It's in Tahoe. It's known right, to be really Right, right. But it, I mean, yeah. but it, 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 listen, I would, I would think that even if it doesn't work out for you in Tahoe, you're, you're pretty psyched because you will be going to at least a show. No matter what. I'll be going to at least three shows. <laughs> so yeah, I, I'm quite excited so, about that. So back, back to my first question. Do you have tickets? I didn't, you know, it's like, well, let let me give you the rundown of what might happen. <laughs> there, there's been a, been a bit of math associated with this. Well, and also here's the, here's the crazy thing too. Okay, so it's the October 15th, 16th, and 17th. 
Um, but uh, little do you know, but I, as of um, October 19th, there will be a brand new house that I will be moving into. Um, the, the house that we were so psyched about, um, last time that we spoke fell through, sadly. And, uh, we put in five more offers since then that all fell through, sadly. And however, then we were, um, yesterday, we were told, hey, how about you should check out some new bills? It might, there are a variety of reasons why this might be best for you. And, um, we went down <laughs> and, the and um you know looked at a house they said there's one of these left and we said we would like it and we signed some paperwork and made a down payment and so this is a new house. new building new building new build new build yeah and um it, the cool thing is we were having trouble because we didn't necessarily we didn't have a down payment and we also didn't have money to cover anything above appraisal because of the nature of the loan um that sure. everything is selling above appraisal now well the cool thing right. about a new build is that by definition it is the appraised appraised right. appraised appraised that it is right selling price yeah right, right. so yeah where, where, whereabouts is this house going to be if you want me to give the address, I know. No, no, but I mean, yeah, I was just, it, I mean, is it in Elk Grove? Is it in Sacramento? It, it, is it? it is in southeast of Grove, I would say. Uh, you know where Grant Line Road is? I do. Okay, so it's northeast of Grant Line Road, but prior to Elk Grove Boulevard. Right. I got you. Yeah, yeah. And it meets your criteria, number of bedrooms, bathrooms, and all that? All that sort of stuff is is awesome. It's got all the warranties. Um, it's one of those. It's not that we're making a, uh, a commercial for them, but it's called a Lennar home. What if that means anything to you? Which it's got all kinds of upgrades that are included. Blah blah blah. I believe that's um, French for Nar. Yeah, exactly, exactly. The problem is though, what is English for Nar? Well, I and mean, it just simply means the Nar, right? So. <laughs> okay, okay. You know, it's a it, pro- proper article. It's not. It's not just Anar. It's the. It is the Nar. Well, ex- exactly. But I'll uh, say Linar. Uh, uh, see, we, we, we. Um, as uh, the cool thing is, also does not have an HOA, so that that is a very pleasing development, and um, it's it's cool. It's it. We're. I'm very very psyched. It's it's a really really. Congratulations. Cool let me the, be, let me be the first. I think you know. As a side note, I don't think I said it last time, but. I think by definition, um, if a house can sell for above appraised value, then that's not an appraised value. You know what? Trust me. I've, you know what? I've been thinking about that all week because that's the crazy thing, that all these houses – that I was, I'm wondering about what the lag time is on an appraisal then. Um, well, so, so what, 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 so what happened what, – the reason all of this happened, by the way – is because prior to, prior to the Great Recession, um, the, the banks would want an appraised value, and and the, the appraisers were all in in concert with the loan officers in concert with the um, realtors, and everybody wanted it, and all of those guys get paid if the deal goes through, right? And so they all wanted to work. Well, the appraiser gets paid anyway, but he wants to keep getting referrals, but from from the from the loan officer, and so they would they would just the appraiser would be like, okay, what's what's the what's the agreed upon price? And lo and behold, magic, 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 it would come in at or below the um, 
you know, excuse me, above, you know, the appraised price would come in at or above the, 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 the agreed price, right? And they, right. and the appraisers had a lot of leeway. Well, after the Great Recession, rules were buttoned up and tightened down, um, and they couldn't, they didn't have as much leeway to do what they could before. And now they, they're, there are constraints by which they – how far away they can go to find a comp and the types of comp, et cetera, et cetera. And the new rules ostensibly were designed to protect the banks, which were supposed to protect the consumer. But that's not exactly what's happening because now if someone is able to come in at $100,000 over the appraised price, the bank is fine, but not necessarily, Right. Um, and so mm. if someone has that money, so they're never going so they're less, you know, so uh, the thought is they're less likely to default on the loan, but that doesn't exactly protect the consumer. And right. if there's a, and if, and if there's a blow up, the bank is still going to be screwed. So it, it basically, you know, so I don't know, I don't know how to, I don't know, I'm not smart enough to know what kind of regulation can occur to stop that from happening. Um, because people have, because we live, you know, in a sort of capitalistic, environment where supply and demand if people have the money far be it from us to stop if if people want to take on a hundred thousand dollar risk that a you know trillion dollar banking industry is unwilling to far be it from anyone to stop them but in an environment where literally everyone has to do that in order to find um housing how you know that just doesn't seem uh, sustainable to me Right. So right. I know I, I I don't know the answer, but I'm glad that uh, you all have found your home. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's very very exciting, and we'll see we'll see how it all plays out. Um, but but so far, so that that little little bump in the road has been has been moved forward. Um, so we'll see what, what we're going to do for the next five months. I have a feeling that um, it'll be an interesting sort of limbo, but way better than the limbo of not knowing what we're doing. Sure, sure. And and somehow you're going to have to move right after your fish show. So you can't really stay up too late is all I'm saying. Oh, yeah. You know? No, I'm don't, not. Don't exactly. dance. Don't dance like no one's watching. Dance like you have to move the next day. Well, luckily, there will be a day in between. And see, I mean, I realize that you're speaking in jest, but I have a sense that we will not be moved because it will be in the middle of the school week and the work week and all that, that we will have the keys on Tuesday the 19th. I have a feeling that we probably won't be moving until, you know, Friday the, the 23rd or 22nd or whatever. Uh, uh, gotcha. so, so, frankly, my subtext here is I'm going to dance however I want to. <laughs> dance, dance, dance. Anything oh. cool with you? Well, um, oh, I don't know. Cool or uncool. Yeah. Um, I do have a funny story. I don't know re- what it relates to any, you know, at all. But um, I'll gaze. right before wh- right before we recorded, uh, Les and I decided to pick up some Panera to go for lunch. Right. And we ordered it. We ordered it online, and it was set up in so far as that I would receive a text when it was ready, and then I would just walk in and get it and go out and come home. And um, so. She had ordered it online while I was out uh, picking up some something from Walgreens. It doesn't matter what. And I had, and, and, and I, I, and, and I can did, only let my imagination wander, but go right. on. Right, oh, Advil, if you must know. That's a whole, that, 
Advil, Advil, Colvin, Advil, Advil, Colvin, Sinus. As previously stated, under the weather, right? Right, right. But the you know, there are HIPAA laws. <laughs> I know that, that's not how they work. Nobody asked that. Exactly. Go on. Um, anyhow, so so, uh, so, so Walgreens. Is Walgreens. Walgreens. <laughs> I'm not at Walgreens. I'm yeah, done with I Walgreens. I, I got the notice that I would receive a text when the order was ready. I was pulling up at Panera. And there happened to be a grocery out next door, and I thought, I'm going to go in and see if they have the Zaps Voodoo potato chips there, because sometimes okay. they have those, and I like those. They did not. And I tell you this whole darn story to tell you that as I'm walking in the grocery outlet, I get my text saying, you order Panera's ready. So I'm like, all right, hell is it. So I, I, finish, not, I finish not finding my Zaps to walk out of there, walk over to Panera, walk in, check the – rack where my order is supposed to be ready. There is no such order. There's two bags there. Neither of them are have my name on it or what I ordered. Okay. At that moment, the woman behind the counter, now at this point, it's been a good like seven minutes since I received a text saying that my order was in fact ready. A woman sets a bag on the counter and says, Marcellus, your online order is ready. And I and so now I'm distressed that someone has taken my food because enough time has passed between my receipt of text saying my order was ready and there's nothing on the rack and she didn't put my thing up. So I walked up to someone and I said, hey, I got a text like seven minutes ago saying my order was ready, but I don't see it. Is You know, is it what's going on? And she says, what's your name? And I said, last name, Cotellus, right? Cotellus. Mm-hmm. And I spell it because people frequently have a hard time with that one. And she's staring at the screen. And then the other, the woman that put up the Marcellus order comes up and looks at the screen and says, what's the name? And I said, Cotellus. You know, so just in case anyone wasn't sure what my last name is, you're sure now. Right. And she walked up to the bag that she had just placed on the corner counter. And she looked at it and she says, oh, it's right here. I must have mispronounced it. <laughs> mispronounced it. I mean, mispronounced. I've heard every permutation in the world of my name being mispronounced, but never with an M at the beginning of it. I mean, that's not mispronounced. I, I, I thought, you know, if you saw, if you looked at a word and the word, letters of the word were C A T, and you say elephant, you did not pr- mispronounce cat. <laughs> Okay, and, um, and so I, I guess I tell this story to say that things seem to be getting back to normal. <laughs> you, you know me. I could complain. Right, right. <laughs> you know, I mean, but I say, but you know, I, that, I, I have to say that there have been some pluses. That kind of crap never happened. But, you know, there was some other, you know, you know pros and cons. As I said, um, but anyway, I digress. I, I, that, that, that's the only thing that that's the most recent thing that happened with me. A little funny story, but um, well, you, you know but, what? Um, tell, oh, go go yeah. ahead. No, no, no. I'm I, I'm concluded. You you go. Okay. No, you no. Go. I was going to say I was going to try to um, bring some light into this and um, say that one really cool thing that happened as a result of you was uh, my son and I watched uh, the White Tiger on Netflix. Um, this past weekend at, at your And that's not the Tiger King. That's not the Tiger King for anyone who's confused. It, it is not the Tiger King. It's called the White Tiger. 
And um, it was perhaps, uh, it, it, well, it was definitely the best movie that I've seen since Parasite. And um, it was interesting to me, and, and, my, and I wasn't sure that my son would um, be in for it. But I, I had heard that it was good, and I'd done a little research, and it seemed like it was going to be good. And, and just has, for our listeners, the, the reason you compared it to Parasite is because it's an international movie made in India, mostly subtitles, mostly um, foreign language, or what foreign language to us Americans, anyhow. Um, uh, right? Well, it, no, no. Actually, actually, you know, it, it, it's interesting because I would compare it to a combination of Parasite and Goodfellas. And I felt well, absolutely. Like, but the way the way you referenced Parasite and you said it was the best, and then you paused as though you wanted to. You, I mean, you know, I, I wasn't sure if you were going to say the best movie I'd ever seen or the best movie since. You know, the, so I best, the best sure. movie, the best movie that I've seen since Parasite. And really, although it is true that both of them have you know subtitles and are international films, the thing that struck me the most about it was the the empathetic storytelling nature of it in terms of people the way in which it dealt with class and it dealt with people of different classes empathetically like you could understand where the disconnect was between the the americanized female protagonist who's back in india and the um the americanized male protagonist Who's back? Who's back in India as well? As well as the relationship with his father, as well as the relationship with the with the main character, and how they saw the world so differently. And none of them were bad guys necessarily, but you could see, you know, and, and, and that's that's what made me think about uh, Parasite. Also, was you saw these sure. flawed characters who had this worldview that was dependent upon their status in life. And that it caused all sorts of misunderstandings, and it made it so that things did not proceed as any of those characters would have anticipated they would have proceeded because of the limitations of their their viewpoint of life. So, yeah, and like I said, about 20 minutes in, my son was hooked, and usually, as you know, I watch things in several increments, and we 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 went through it in one day. Or uh, one evening showing, and um, we, I was utterly, utterly transfixed the entire time. I was very, I, I enjoyed. I was like, and we talked about it before, breaking movies up into acts, and I felt like that had very definable uh, three act structure, and um, the performances were incredible. Um, everything, yeah, they, I, I was thrilled with it. I'm not sure it is three acts. You know, this one. Um, although, although the Goodfellas comparison is, is very apt. Also, in general, it had elements of gangster, of ele- elements of noir. Um, mm-hmm. you know, um, it, it played with narrative structure. You know, you didn't start at the beginning, but you also, in this case, didn't start at the end either. So sometimes mm-hmm. stories will start at the end and then you do, do an entire flashback. This one started basically at the middle. Mm-hmm. And then, and then started, and then flashed back to the beginning to get you to where you were by the middle, and then it carried on. Um, yeah, it, it, it flashes back, to, or the beginning is the beginning of the second act. Um, yeah, I, I don't know that, it, I, I don't know, 
I, I don't know. It, 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 certain stories don't break up into three acts as well as other ones do, and I'd have to re. It's been about almost a month since I watched it. Mm-hmm. I, again, I'm not sure this is a three actor. I think this one might be longer. Uh, but you, you could make a good case for it. You know, this might be a five actor, but you could make a good case that it was because because it, it, as as depends on uh, Aristotle's poetic. Um, the second act begins at the point which that the protagonist cannot go back to his life before. Right. So, right. Well, and so I, that, I, that, I, that, that can, point. that could be at the point of what happens, uh, which involves a death and we don't have to get, you know, and so right, right, obviously right. you can't, you can't undo death, but, but arguably at the point that he starts working for them, he can't exactly go back either. So right. it's well, hard to say that it's, it's at the point where he, that makes the physical transformation where he realizes that he needs to start like brushing his teeth and he starts wearing fancy gowns and that sort of thing, which is right before what happens, like literally right before what happens in the scene in the beginning. But yeah, it's a little yeah I don't know. Yeah. I mean, and, and I think that's another speaks to what makes it um, really well done is that it, it does, it's not as easily defined as classic Hollywood cinema in terms of act structure. And yet it does not, it's not, um, it's not too dense or complicated no. that, you know, so it's, you know, so despite the fact that it's not as easily definable, it's still accessible. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, unlike it, maybe some other art house cinema might, you might find itself. Right. And I, I liked the, and you um, know, we haven't, we haven't, you know, it's for our listeners, if they're, if they're listening, if they care, I think it's fair to say. So the movie in, is takes place in India. All the principal characters are Indian or in one case, Indian American. Um, and it tells the story of, what is his name? You, saw uh, you know what? I, I can't remember. I'm not good at remembering names of characters. Okay. The, the, our protagonist tells, is, is based, it's, it's told with a voiceover, but the voiceover is really him writing a letter um, and, and, you know, telling his story about how he got to where he is and how he became who he was. And, um, and, and as you alluded to, it does, because he, he comes from poverty and how he, you know, you know, brought himself up through poverty and, and whatnot. And I thought, um, it, it was just remarkable in that way. It also speaks to imperialism, mm-hmm. um, you know, capitalism, class structure, but not just class. It obviously because it takes place in India, there's, there's the, they refer to caste. So that is, plays obviously a very cultural component, but there's more to it than that. And, and also just the formal and informal structures that we, that every society has, where you, there's the, there's the stated beliefs, then the practices that contrast, um, so harshly with the, with the stated belief structure. So when they talked about the prime minister and, and what, you know, how, how, virtuous she was and then he sees we see her in real life being so not virtuous right right well i i think it, it's the perfect movie to watch as an adult too because i could see a young person watching and saying like why don't they just do that or why don't they you know why didn't they say this and i think that that's kind of encapsulated in those two particularly in the female protagonist the american female protagonist that of, of course they don't because they can't that's not even an option that's not even a thought process you know, um, and I, did, your son, I, did, did your son say that? Did he say, why didn't they do this instead? 
No, 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 no. I, you know, not to toot my own son's horn, but um, he's a very uh, sophisticated viewer. No, no way, no way. I, uh, um, if if he were not my son, and he were giving me recommendations or advice for things, I, I would take his advice. We, we uh, it's very. He, he does not recommend garbage or enjoy garbage. I'm very, very right. thankful for that. If if this person had given you advice. You you would listen to watch viewing advice. You'd watch it and say, "Is he my son?" <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I can't tell you how many times that's happened. <laughs> right. So oh. that, I, I very much, very much enjoyed that, and um, I, I I believe it got nominated for Academy Award. I don't know if it won. But I'd say I not that I watched every movie that got nominated, so I can't you know, and, and I and I have mixed emotions about awards for arts anyway. But it but yeah, it is up there. Uh, yeah, it was it, it, one one of the better movies that I can recall seeing in a very long, long time. And and I also like I don't know, did you catch it? Did you catch how it threw shade at a Slumdog Millionaire? Uh, well, it was interesting. You know, here's the thing: is that I really didn't want to associate it with Slumdog Millionaire in my mind because I felt like there was something possibly stereotypical about doing that, even though – and the difference being but obviously – no, But the movie, in, the movie itself, the movie itself through dialogue referenced Slumdog Millionaire. No, I didn't know that. I was, I was just going to say the difference being obvious that there's a huge, massive uh, cultural and regional difference between India and Afghanistan. But no, I did not notice it be a reference to Slumdog Millionaire. What weren't both Slumdog Millionaire was an Indian movie. No, what? It doesn't take place in Afghanistan. No, it takes place in India. Oh, I guess I guess I need to re-see it. Wow, I guess, right. I guess it's worse than no. That the, you know the the character the character in this movie has a moment where he says, "And if you think you're just going to go on a game show and win win a million, whatever their money is, then uh, then yeah, then then you don't understand how things work." And that that was a clear reference to the whole premise of Slumdog Millionaire, where he's they they are both similar, and that they are origin stories of a impoverished Indian boy and how they become get to where they're at, which is wealthy. But one is sort of fantastical in Slumdog Millionaire, and one at least paints itself as being more realistic, or certainly darker, and that is the White Tiger. And um, and frankly. One other thing that I wanted to touch on is that it is also the has the has the element of the um, unreliable narrator because I'm not so sure he's not crazy, like delusional crazy. Mm-hmm. Go on. And the well, I mean, because the letter that he's writing, he's writing to like the president of China, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. so and and so you know that doesn't make any sense. So clearly he think you know so so why is he doing that to, to the degree that this entire thing may be imagined right this entire this entire story may be something he imagined of what he wants to happen or it can be something that partially happened but it's the way he's telling it now um and you know it's a movie that's worth rewatching because there might be more clues that you don't pick up on because you're just taking it in for the first time there might be, you know, here's, here was my sense of that, is, is I got the sense that yes, he most definitely was delusional. 
and my impression upon my memory of it of the interaction with the um the Chinese diplomat was the Chinese diplomat kind of uh, not to give it give it away because this isn't the ultimate uh pivot in the movie but the, the Chinese diplomat kind of blows him off like he gives him some sort of advice and the guy just moves on or whatever and i got more the sense that again an agreement that he was delusional but also though that he was kind of like delusional in the way that 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 my pillow guy is that he was obsessed with status and felt that as a result of his personal wealth that that somehow translated into actual uh political viability or status import beyond just the the the, the money situation could be could very well be could could well could very well be a um a statement about how you know how people in general equate um money with status or money with importance um or you know or it could be that he's loony right because right. Oh, yeah, because yeah. really he he's suffered enough traumas as a child and throughout his life that it's certainly plausible well i i enjoy the the notion of there being a subjective understanding of the movie and like i said i was just i was very much taken with it and very pleased with it so so that that's a good one especially after the dogs from last week that i was talking about hey, by the way who i i I seem to recall, didn't you get a recommendation for White Tiger from someone? I believe I did begin the conversation by saying that you recommend. Remember I said that I was going to shed light on your day by, um, by acknowledging. Uh-huh. Yes, yes. Uh-huh. So, are, are you feeling a little bit more light? Well, you know, I, I know how you like to take credit for all your great, you know, choices in the movies, right? So I just wanted to be like, okay, okay. I just want to take a, I just want to take a little credit. That's all. Can I get a little credit? You you can you, you can definitely get a little credit, but I, I will take it too because I've been advised, you know, with some stinkers and uh, kind of steer, you know, like like I I still I would I, here's this I'll stroke us both at the same time and say that well you um, you do have two hands. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Uh, once again, you, the, the way you paint a picture with with, with words. <laughs> Uh, is, is unbelievable, remarkable. But um, just that, I think that that knowing who to take recommendations from is part of um, having good taste as well. And I would say I, I'm trying to think of something that you have recommended to me. Movie. See, the other good thing I would say again to to continue the dual stroke. I think about both of us is that we really are limited in the recommendations that we make. And I think that makes a huge difference. That, like, like I felt really comfortable going around to my friends saying, yeah, White Tiger, go see it. It's great. Make sure you check it out. Because I don't recommend a bunch of garbage to people. You know what I mean? I can't remember you the don't, you don't recommend You don't recommend things in general, I think. Right, right, right. Because I don't like it when people recommend them to me. Because I feel like it's a chore. But by the way, right. you, you should start watching The Crown. I, they're only, you know, 40 hours. <laughs> <laughs> All right, maybe, maybe. You know, we finished one division actually. Oh, oh, wow. Okay, I didn't even realize that you. I, I was worried that you guys were not going to um, return to that. I'm very intrigued because uh, I imagine that your experience was fundamentally different from mine because we watched it week by week, and I felt like it really benefited from that. That we discovered things as everyone else discovered them. Did you find uh, any 
uh, benefits or drawbacks to the vague binging that you probably did? Not quite binging. Um, well, no. Well, I mean, we didn't binge, but you so, had the opportunity. So we had the, but we still didn't. You know, okay. So we, so, so uh, our experience might not have been that different from anyone else's, you know, except for we didn't do it every week. So we did. So it. Maybe we might have had to do a little more work, like what was going on last, you know, two weeks ago when we saw the last one or what have you. Yeah, um, yeah. I thought it to be really, really. I, I feel like basically after the fourth episode ish, I'd have to go back and check my notes. That oh, yeah. it, it, you no longer, it no, it was no longer the reveal had happened, right? You, you buy, you, you start to get it after the, by the end of the second episode, you start to get a vague notion of what's happening with each episode being a different uh, decade of sitcom style. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but, but we, or me in particular is not being a Marvel person. I didn't, there was probably a lot there that I wasn't going to get in general until it was sort of explained to me by later episodes mm-hmm. with who Wanda was who is who vision was um you know who shield is for that matter um mm-hmm. so you know it's it, so i i so but to, in answer to your question of you know we so we we didn't i i wouldn't have said that there were any you know our experience of because we because we didn't binge it, it it wasn't something that we you know there were no benefit to that but in terms of our overall enjoyment of it probably had less to do with it being proximate to the Marvel universe than just in general. Um, sort of uh, um, avant-garde. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, especially avant-garde, considering how non-avant-garde one would uh, think of the general uh, reputation of Marvel. You know, I, I believe that, that by and large it, it is popcorn films, that you can look more, I mean, it's Star, Star Wars-like, I would say, in terms of very much, uh, uh, although there are deeper themes and such, uh, generally speaking, enjoyed at a more, at a less cerebral level, whereas I felt like they made some serious artistic, took some serious artistic risks and gambled with this material, especially being the first original material to come from Disney+, Plus, and I think they did, did just a magnificent job with it. Yeah, there's there's a whole. I'm trying to recall what it is. There's a whole style of art for which that was told within, where it's kind. Of, um, it, it was actually our friend Dave Peters who who referenced it before to me, where uh, he talked to you know where there's even like you know there's art installations that sort of play with that type of um, I could call it a genre of art where it's it's there's a, they're trying to blend real with phony and 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 just ups, and there's an absurdity to it. it, it there's absurd- it's possibly Dadaism. It, no, he's not talking about Dadaism. Okay. Um, Adbuster culture jamming. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, these are the sort of terms that you know, use it. Okay, I was able I was able to find in past um, texts from him as you were talking. Um, so. You know, so anyway, ad, you know, Adbusters is kind of a thing. I'll, I'll actually send you a, one of the videos he sent me so you can enjoy it and understand sort of more of what I'm getting at. But anyway, on that 
note. Do you got anything else? I and mean, we've we've had a good long uh, we've had a good long chat here. Yeah, no things. Things I would say things are things are very good. I'm looking forward to a lovely week. Um, I have I have a gig coming up next weekend, so I'll probably talk more about that next week prior to the gig. But I, but I, I would say this is a good time to say a, a river dirt cheap. A river dirt cheap. Right on, Indeed. right on. Indeed, man. You have a good week. Later, you too. See ya.